Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 152. And, you know, today we're going to be talking about, not that it's unique or not that it's any different, but, you know, when we think of movie actors and actresses, these are individuals who are able, because of who they are, to manipulate opinions or ideas in several different directions, whether right, wrong, or indifferent. In this case, um, it's not that uh, I think this is anything new. Uh, It just happened to be exposed. And nowadays, with uh, video footage and online and text messaging, Twitter, and so on and so forth, it's just easier to see how things like this happen. In 2019... The actor uh, Josie uh, Samol, who was uh, acting on the Empire series, had accused um, two brothers of assaulting him. And while in Chicago, while being assaulted, um, he said that the suspects at that time had yelled racial slurs, had tied a noose around his neck, and repeatedly had uh, mentioned uh, Donald Trump. Um, You know, for most of you who know it, I'm I'm probably one of the uh, Anchor Radio's most uh, critical shock jocks. I I, I tell people how it is. I, I don't lie about things. I don't make things up. I don't deny. I don't cancel. Um, I tell it like it is. I offend a lot of people, but that's how it has to be nowadays, especially for situations like this where for three years before going to trial, there was a lot of questions whether this uh, gentleman was telling the truth or not. Um, as it turns out, um, it happened to be one of the most well-known uh, hoaxes involving an act, an actor. So let's let's look, think about this a little bit, okay? This gentleman says he's assaulted by two males, you know, uh, yelling racial slurs, um, putting a noose around his neck. using statements including Donald Trump and the the preface for this was that uh, the reported victim or the actor at that time had you know he was an African American male um, gay and what a lot of people don't realize is that his background uh, was Jewish, which was never never uh, put out there, which is kind of interesting. Um, but but here, here's what happened. After this happened, there was a there had been a lot of emotional uproar 
in several communities, the gay community, the African-American community, um, you know, so on and so forth. But, you see, this is where we have to take a grain of salt with a lot of things we, we heard. Um, you know, just because you hear something on media, online, podcast, do yourself a favor and reference and really sit down and read, you know, what this person has to say or the, the chronological order of events, statements made, statement made, statements made are always the key giveaway in somebody not being truthful. And I'll tell you what happened. Just by reading his statements, I'm not going to uh, go into you know everything that was going on in the world at that time, but I'm going to give give you somewhat of a breakdown of what I think. He told police he was the victim of of an attack. He is black. He is gay. Slash Jewish. Which isn't how he told police he was. Assaulted by two uh, two males who shouted slurs, racial slurs, yelled the Trump slogan, dumped a chemical substance on him, and tied a noose around his neck uh, while he was walking late at night in Chicago. Now, just just the. inference that I, I got from this, this statement. This is way too many things to be happening all at once, okay? Your racial slurs heighten racial tension. Key number one, Donald Trump slogans. I guarantee you he's either a liberal or a Democrat, okay? Why would somebody yell Trump slogans? Dump a chemical substance on him. No substance was recovered. Tied a noose around his neck while he was walking late at night. So you're telling me all of this, while you're walking down the road, all of this is happening at the same time? He doesn't mention about being knocked down. Nothing. There's too many things to be, be happening all of a sudden. Uh... According to uh, the police, uh, after interviewing, found out that a lot of the, the facts that he had put out there couldn't be substantiated, obviously. He faced a total of six charges, uh, each referring to different uh, instances in which he was accused of lying to police. Now, here's an interesting thing. The jury consisted of six men, six females. He was found guilty of five, five of the six charges, meaning that the last one had not been proven in court. We don't know what the last one was. But you see, here's the problem. You know, this was definitely a hoax. It was definitely a ploy to throw mud on the Trump, the Trump platform, uh, the I was assaulted because I'm gay platform, I was assaulted because I'm black platform, so on and so forth, but yet all these platforms he attempted to throw mud on or, or cause 
excitability within the, uh, a group or the community uh, weren't true. Simply stated, they weren't true. You know, and, and he, this is the problem when you have people in high positions making statements that aren't true to, to maneuver or to guide people in a political a political fashion, an agenda. You know, these are the things you have to worry about nowadays. And believe me, he is not the first person to do it. He was exposed on, you know, on a large scale. You know, this is this is the guy that was making a hundred thousand dollars an episode. Why why would you even I mean in my mind you know, I couldn't even think of doing that. Why would you put a position like that, a job like that, in jeopardy because you wanted to prove a political point? With a political point being political as far as uh, the presidency goes, as far as, uh, you know, sexual preference, uh, as far as race. Why would you put yourself in such a position? It just doesn't make sense to me, okay? You know, and this was obviously a staged event. You know, you have two people that really testified the alleged attackers. You know, I'm trying to find a clip here. Uh, I'm just trying to find find something that may. Uh, a clip here that may actually kind of um, give us a little bit better of an idea. Um, here's a clip. I'm going to try to play it. It's November 30th of 2021. I'm kind of just interested to see if there is an actual footage clip on here because I'm kind of interested. I, I want to. I want to hear it myself. It's not a footage clip. So okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna worry about that if it's just not, if it's not a uh, a voiceover clip because it's not really doing us any good anyway. So let me turn off the creepy music. And I don't know if I just okay. I finally found some footage of this uh, court footage. Uh, I'm just gonna play this so we can see what went on here. Suicide. I am innocent. Sentencing you to 30 months felony probation, and the probation is going to be to this court. You're going to be allowed to travel wherever you want. You do not have to live in the state of Illinois. You can report by phone. I know that if you're going to try to make a living and do some of the things you do, you may have to go to uh, other uh, places, New York and Los Angeles. You can do those things. You will pay restitution to the city of Chicago, the amount of $120,106. You are fined $25,000, which is the maximum fine. And you will spend the first 150 days of your sentence in the Cook County Jail. And that will start today, right here, right now. Mr. Smollett, though the jury found you guilty and I've sentenced you as I have, you have the right to appeal the findings and ruling support or ask your sentence to be modified. To do those things, you need to file a notice of appeal in writing within 30 days. We also file a motion to modify your sentence, which may have to be filed in writing within 30 days. Anything not stated in those filings are waived for purposes of appeal. 
cannot afford lawyers or transcripts, they would be provided free of charge. Do you have any questions? No, I was just like to say to Your Honor that I am not, I am not suicidal. Okay. I am not suicidal. Okay. I am not suicidal. I am innocent and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this. And I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that. I respect you, Your Honor. I respect your decision. Jail time. I am not suicidal. Okay. Okay, you know, that was interesting. And uh, if that's any uh, level of his... Uh, acting ability. Uh, yeah, it's probably pretty good he's off the show because uh, I don't know, I've seen uh, I've seen people convicted of homicide pull off a better uh, a couple better lines than that. But you, did you notice let's just look at his, his first statement. I am not suicidal. Well, no one said you were suicidal. That is just because of the empathy you want. You didn't do it. No, you had two witnesses that said they did it and testified that they did it. You bring up the, the black and the LGB community. The black and the LGB community were not guilty of committing the crime you committed. So don't use them as a scapegoat. I get tired of that. A lot of, you know, these people go in claiming that it's it's uh, because of, uh, you know, them being gay, because of them being uh, colored, because of their religious beliefs, because of their this, their that. You know what? If you do the crime, don't bring these groups into it. They had nothing to do with it. Why make them look bad for something that you knowingly did? It, it's distasteful at best, you know? And if something happens to you in, 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 in jail, well, nothing for, no, nothing for nothing, but general population, a lot of things happen to a lot of people there, you know? And then he didn't mind, if he was truly not guilty... Why would he accept 150-something days in jail? I'd be screaming like my ass is on fire and my head's catching. You know? I don't get it. But see, here again, people. Just because people are well-known, whether they're an actor, football, basketball, baseball player, or what have you, just be aware that their notoriety is a tool that a lot of them use. Jane Fonda, as a matter of fact, there's one of them right there. Uses their, you know, notoriety to attempt to navigate people in the direction that they want them in. You know, Schwarzenegger does the same thing. Okay. There's a long list of people that use their status to maneuver people. 
They might not like what I say, but it's true. I mean, let's let's just go for, okay, global warming. This has been a situation occurring for decades. Now it's a big thing. They use their influence to suggest this, that, the other thing. They don't, they don't want this type of fuel, so they influence the use of that type of fuel. Uh, in the Biden-Trump race, they didn't like Trump. They used their influence. And, and you know what's funny? Because in that situation, you had more people of influence trying to, uh, you know, get, guide you away from voting for a Republican than, than Biden, you know, trying to push you away from Joe Biden. And we see what happened with him. I mean, unfortunately, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. But don't let people, because of their influence, <clears throat> fashion the way you think. Research what you hear. Research what's going on. See what's going on. You know? If you see it and you can physically touch it and you know what's happening, then it's real. Anything else could be just bullshit. Just remember that. It's unfortunate this had to happen, but it did. <clears throat> and it happened for a few reasons. <clears throat> it was a setup because I, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I listened to the whole all of the tapes. I mean, this is about as bogus as you know this. This and, and you know the funny thing is the day before it happened, they actually, they actually did a, a dry run, a performance of it. So, and it still didn't work. You know, so why would you do a dry run of something if all of a sudden you're innocent? Like, bank robbers don't don't do a dry run in the bank the day before they rob it. So, I, I, I don't get it. But if you listen to the statements that were made continuously through the three years, it was all, you know, motivated for three, you know, th three specific reasons. I'm not going to get into any of them because every time I do, people get pissed off, they cry, they whine. Um, but just remember, before you're going to believe anything, anybody on TV, radio, anywhere, so even me, research my facts. Research what the cases I'm talking about. Try to see them in a different perspective than you would see them. Don't listen to things in a fashion because you want to hear specific things. Listen, be biased. I mean, really be biased. Don't, don't take one side or the other subconsciously. Really listen to what is being said. You know, listen to what is being said and see if everything around it makes sense. And if there are no facts or victims or suspects or this and that, listen to the independent sentences. Even if it's a big paragraph they spew, break them down, and you'll see the inconsistencies or the or the opposition from the beginning of the statement to the end of the statement. The beginning of the statement starts out as it's heading this way, but by the end it's going the other way. There's opposition there. Why? Because it's not a true statement, or it's a it's a bolstered statement. So, you know. I don't know. I mean, I just, uh, 
in this case, I think the young man just had some other issues going on uh, that probably weren't uh, put out there. But it's it's obvious about the way he makes statements, the uh, the tone of his statements, the higher and lower pitches. You know, it's just there's there's something else going on there. Something that acting couldn't hide. Something that scripted behavior couldn't hide. There's just something else going on there, you know, and I think that's really, really the issue of it, you know. Uh, was there intent to get other involved, groups involved and people looked at differently? Yeah, there was. But you know what? This is happening on an everyday basis because our cultures nowadays, um, I don't know what the hell is wrong with us. I mean, everybody's got a bitch about something. Everybody wants it their way. Well, this is like this isn't Burger King. You know, you can't have it your way. Okay. Me, I'm just happy if it's somewhat close to my way. You know. You know, it's like going to Burger King and wanting a hamburger with this, that, and the other thing, and then bringing out a bunch of fries. Well, you know what? I can deal with fries. I, I, I kind of, I've learned to. Uh, adapt so but just just be just be on point when you hear stuff like this please it's it's you know it's a shame all this had to happen but it's a good lesson on that note this is michael c bouchard the host of the night stalker podcast this is season two episode 152 and we will eventually be we're getting a lot of hits here we're starting to grow real real fast um if you had any questions, uh, you want to send me any audio, you know, comments, this and that, uh, you know, feel free to do that. You can send me, uh, I don't look at my LinkedIn that often. I mean, I, I have over 30,000 people on it. Uh, it gets kind of hard to read everybody's. Um, if you want me to read it, just the first like three lines, the Night Stalker, in a, in a personal communication back and forth, you know. Uh, I, those I will pick up immediately. Uh, the other ones, I just have hundreds and hundreds of, um, you know, requests and, and ideas and stuff like that. Although I do try to go through them, uh, sometimes it's not that easy. So, so just remember if you're in a dark place, a dark alley, a dark street, you know, those dark alleys where <clears throat> you see a 1920s movie, the alley's dark and there's just a, one little dangling, dangling. 25 volt round light hanging off a, a metal post and the light swinging in the wind back to where we were like I said this phone goes off the door opens people yelling in things <clears throat> all the time so but like I said if you are in that dark room dark alley dark street dark alleyway dark path in the woods first of all ask yourself what the hell are you doing there now what the hell are you doing if you hear footsteps coming up behind you, you better have made an exit way out of there. You better have had a plan, because if not, you're going to be the next person we're talking to on this podcast. So until then, this is Michael C. Bouchard, host of the Night's Talker podcast.